Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled to be talking about Peacock's Bel Air with the wonderful Cassandra Freeman and Coco Jones today. And Cassandra, I wanted to start with a question for you in terms of how you've shaped this character, because with, with Vivian, it feels like she's someone who gives so much of herself to other people and really hasn't had as much time over recent years to give that same time to herself. And what we're seeing through Will showing up and throughout the series is her kind of trying to navigate this new trajectory and this new course within herself and to give herself that time while still kind of maintaining everything with her heart, with her time that she gives to everybody in her family and around her. And so I was really interested in how you've built the character that way and how episode by episode, you kind of continue to navigate that space and find the nuances and find the shifts within her. Yeah, that's, first of all, you've obviously watched the show and did your homework, okay? Um, thank you for watching. Uh, the way I, I like to think about Vivian is like she's sort of been in this cage and the cage is the culture that we live in about what the expectation on a woman should be, what the expectation of a woman of color should be, what, a, what the expectation is just to live in Bel Air in that community. And I think when Will comes, he's like that ball that sort of shakes all of that and makes her reconsider like who said I had to have any of these cages around me. So, you know, yeah, so I think actually even him coming in sort of rattles her, but then her daughter also rattles her a little bit saying, well, you know, you used to be more than just this thing too. And so slowly she starts to undo and she starts to reconsider. I'm not too old to go back to my dreams. But if you notice throughout the episodes, she sort of looks to other people to give her validation. Like, am I ready? Am I ready? And then finally, at some point she just gets calm and she's like, oh, Maybe it's up to me. So I like to think of this as like an undoing throughout these episodes. Yeah. And then Coco, you know, with your character, obviously in the first few episodes, we get to see that she has this really strong sense of ambition, this really strong sense of what her goals are, but it's just figuring out what that path is because it's an industry and a space where that path is not linear and every single person charts it completely differently, um, you know, and everything about the way that she's doing it is with such authenticity. You know, there's the Hope Cuisine moment where she calls them out and refuses to take a job, even if it's going to set her back professionally. And so when you were looking at moments in the script, when she's streaming or posting online, was it really clear to you from the beginning that there always needed to be a connection to who she is with her family and that there actually isn't a shift in your performance? There isn't a shift in her as a character because she always is presenting the authentic version of herself. I think with Hillary's journey, she is authentically lost in some ways, but then also she goes back to center in a way that I feel like is important to show. I mean, being a, a dark-skinned Black woman, there's a lot of scripts that you're told you have to follow. So in a way, I relate to her journey just in the convincing of myself and others that what I bring to the table is enough. And I do feel like as she's learning these lessons the hard way, she gets a great lesson at the end of the day, which is that the right people will see her talent and not need to alter it in order for her to succeed. And even herself and even her mom and her relationship with Viv, I feel like it's all about um, growth for Hillary, growth in who she is and believing that who she is is good enough. 
Mm-hmm. And I love that within the relationship between the two of them and, and across the whole family, that even when there's moments of conflict and there's disagreements, it's always from a place of love. There's never any doubt that the other person loves them. And we really get to see that between your two characters and, and some of the disagreements and some of the times where they're not quite in the same space or Vivian doesn't quite understand exactly what she's charting and what she's trying to achieve. And so how have you always kind of approached those scenes within the scripts and made sure that it is coming from that place of love and communication within this family? Because it's really beautiful to watch. Yeah, thank you. I mean, because at the core of this is just a family drama. Mm-hmm. And though these people are very rich, the best currency they have is this family. And so, you know, I have a three-year-old and the way I sort of raise him is the way I like to think Viv and Phil raises these kids is that, you know, when you make a, uh, when you do something that's bad, that's not appropriate, it's it's actually better to reaffirm people and to remind them who they are, not who they are not. So I feel like the, 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 the tricky thing about parenting and the tricky thing about Viv and Phil is that they try their best to give these kids things to look forward to as a way to be better people. And I just love that. Like, even though Carlton has his like own little sneaky way of like, okay, I'll be nice to Will if I get a trip to Monaco. But the thing is about parenting is that you're like, you think it's about Monaco, but you're going to learn what it means to actually compromise and to collaborate with your cousin. And you might find some common ground. You might like each other. You see what I'm saying? And so these parents, I love also, there's a scene where Phil even says, Carlton's trying to talk his dad out of something. He's like, you know, me and your mom, we step as one. And I'm like, that is mm-hmm. some great, you could almost break apart all of these episodes and like, what were the parenting lessons and what was the marital lesson? Mm-hmm. There's definitely a storyline for everyone of every age. And I love how we in Bel Air, we try and just drop all the preconceived notions, which I feel like is something that has been a pleasant surprise for everyone tuning in. Like it's much more than you could assume it is like we're creating hopefully our own classic in a way. Yeah. You know, and what's really great is, is by having a completely different voice, it completely sheds that idea of trying to have a connection to what the original was. Um, you know, and it, it also sounds like you were given a lot of autonomy and a lot of creative freedom in how you saw your characters. Um, and I, you know, I know that like Morgan Cooper, one of the tools that he gave you was sending everybody playlists on the cast and giving you a sense of like, this is the tone and this is the voice of the show and create the character, how you see, um, you know, and so how does that really help in terms of your character development process in, having a creative team who give you that autonomy, who give you that freedom, but they give you little tools like that to kind of find your way. I think it's so important to not be limited, especially when you're touching a a classic. Mm -hmm. It's so important to like have your own authentic spin on all, on everything down to what you wear and what you say. Like, I feel like I was lucky and, and honored to like have my own voice in like what I actually feel comfortable wearing and how I want my hair and makeup to look. I mean, all of these things helped you to play the role to the best of your ability, because at the end of the day, you don't want these characters to seem like untouchable. And they're really not like no matter your zip code, we go through the same stories and the same struggles in life. So we get to take this story that is Bel Air and make it authentic to us, which helps make it authentic to the audience. And also that's sort of the seed of why the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was so popular. I mean, Will Smith talks about how originally when they did that show, the studio gave him so many notes of like, he should only do this, he wouldn't say that. And Quincy Jones, it's in his book, Will, and he says, it was Quincy Jones saying, so where's your character from? He said, where's Philadelphia? He said, where are you from? 
West Philadelphia. He was like, so who would know this character more than you? And I feel like Morgan Cooper's done a great job of this too. He was like, we're not here to fit back into those shoes. We're here to create new shoes. So if we're here to create more depth, that means we have to be much more specific with a point of view. And you can only do that if you hopefully cast the right people who have a high level of authenticity. Yeah. And kind of going back to that, that idea of this mother daughter relationship on screen as well, you know, it's, it's such a beautifully complex relationship to get to explore with any characters, because there's always a thing, you know, with mothers seeing parts of themselves and their daughters and vice versa. And so for the two of you and working together and, and being so far into working together at this point now, have you kind of gradually looked to each other's characters, the way that you've each inhabited your characters and, and really thought about where kind of like the through lines and the similarities but also the differences of your two characters are, or is that something that just came very naturally because of the way that the characters are written so so layered and textured within the scripts? I think that Viv and Hillary are a lot more similar and sometimes maybe a little too similar. That's why they kind of bump heads. Um, But I love that I get to play these scenes out with Cass because I do feel like it is about just understanding. Like I just want her to understand and accept me for who I am and what I'm trying to accomplish. And she just wants to see me win. We both want the same end goal, but the way we're going about it is just because there's so much passion and love there. It's just, you know, we clash heads at times, but I feel like that's so relatable. I mean, every teenage girl has felt like their parents just don't get it, you know? <laughs> right. And then the parent is like, it, I want to succeed, but a parent has such a, a specific way in which they think achievement is attained. And so it's a generational uh, issue here because I don't really fully understand what it means to be an influencer, social media, anything. And she also is not even interested in going to college. I'm a black woman born in 79. Okay. Where I'm from, you go to college. Okay. Get two <laughs> degrees if you can. And then you go out there and try to work for someone and you might need to bend and compromise. And this new generation's like, maybe I don't need any of that. How about I define my brand now? That's really quite revolutionary. But the heart of Viv was quite revolutionary too. She wanted to be a visual artist in a time where there weren't many black women who were trying to do that. And not many black women at all who even made it to a level where they could take care of themselves. So they actually have a lot in common. It's just the path in getting there is very different. And and, and maybe we just need to communicate better. But don't worry, (laughs) guys, keep watching. We'll get there probably. (laughs) I mean, and Cassie, I I wanted to talk about Vivian's artistry and her creativity because I love how early in the show we get to first see an art piece on the wall that's something that she created and and starting to really get that sense of of how it was that she wanted to express herself as an artist and as she's trying to chart and find her way back to that. What was kind of the first point where you saw that piece of artwork and had a sense of, oh, you know, this was her style, this was her voice creatively. um, And did it help you in terms of, of finding some more layers within her and understanding more internal aspects of her as a character? Yeah, well, I grew up with parents who are uh, not parents, but my aunt and uncle are a lot like Viv and Phil, where they're huge art collectors. Uh, It's called the Kinsey Collection. It's one of the biggest African-American collections of African-American art and historical artifacts. So I had like this sense inside of me that I've always wanted to play a character who had this relationship with art. So it's not just her art, but it's all the creative people who came before her. And so when I looked at her art, I actually talked to the artist who's like the ghost painter for me. But even before I spoke to him, I wanted to look at this work and think like, where is this coming from? And a lot of her work is faceless people. And it's about just capturing 
ordinary Black folks enjoying life. And I thought, oh, that is the spirit of Viv. It's not about trying to fit people into anything. It's about trying, it's like the exaltation of like the joy of being Black. And I think that's perfect for this show because this show is such an expression of Black excellence. And I always like to say, people are so confused about what it is to be African-American. Like the A side of African-Americanness is, is joy, it's spirit. And the B side is a lot of pain, but together it's a lot of soul. And who doesn't want soul in their life? And that's what her paintings are like to me. It's just beautiful joy with like just a touch of pain, but the pain is just our ordinariness trying to figure out life. And Coco, I was also similarly interested in in kind of the moments where we really get to see Hillary expressing herself creatively, you know, that moment where she hosts an influencer dinner, what's the setup that she's creating, what's kind of the decoration of the evening, how is she hosting people, what's important to her in terms of her creative output at that moment, because we really get to see her continuing to build and grow, like you said, like her identity and her brand online. Um, And again, that tells us so much about her as a character. So have you really found that that's allowed you to kind of like tap into more facets as the season progresses oh yes playing Hillary has definitely allowed me to tap into more even just on an external side of how dressing the part can really make you feel just better about your life and the, and the things you're trying to achieve um, and how expression can be told in so many different facets um, and then I also think Playing Hillary has helped me to be more self-assured in me and what I'm trying to accomplish. Because even when I auditioned for Hillary, I had my assumptions, okay? I wasn't sure that they were looking for me, but working with Morgan Cooper has opened my eyes up to how free I can really be when I, there are no limits placed on me. And because everyone in this show um, is so talented, it kind of feels like we just get to bounce off of each other. So I'm growing a lot playing Hillary, but I'm also growing a lot just in this environment with these creative people who are just grounded and happy to be here. Yeah. I love that you were bringing up the costumes as well, because she gets to wear really exquisite pieces, but again, that also really reflect her personality as a character and was interested in what that collaboration's like with the costume department in terms of them having a lot of ideas and some really great pieces, but also the conversations that you get to have with them in terms of how you see her as a character as well. Yeah. Well, like I had mentioned, we get to collaborate. Honestly, we get to use our voices and actually feel heard. Um, honestly, I didn't have much to say when I saw Hillary and her first wardrobe fitting. I was like, "Woo!" Uh, only question was, can I take any of this home? I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, what I really wanted to um, see happen is that we had a lot more black designers um, get an opportunity to collaborate and have their pieces on the show. We even had some up and coming designers who don't even have a full brand out yet. Like my influencer dress with the one sleeve that was created like overnight by one of these amazing um, a seamstress and she created it overnight and sent it specifically for the scene. But um, yes, I did get a lot of say, but I didn't have much to say except I love it. Oh, I love it too. And and Cassie, I also wanted to talk about aspects of, of Vivian in regards to her husband being in the public eye, running for campaign. You know, there's that one line in one of the scripts where she brings up the fact that she changed her hair because of voter feedback. And so we get that impression that there's been certain things that she's had to adjust within herself when they're in moments where they're in front of voters, when they're at fundraiser events. And so what were those kind of subtle nuances that you wanted to find in terms of little things that she adjusts to support him in that space? versus when she's at home and it's just her and the family in the walls of the house. 
Well, you know, I love, so many people bring up that moment and it was me who told the writers we needed to add a line about how she changed her hair. I just wanted people to understand that this image that you see of her in these first three or four episodes is not who she is. This is something that she's fitting herself into like a paper doll to mm -hmm. fit into her husband's wife, uh, into his, his husband's uh, life, into his career. No different than, you know, I've read Michelle Obama's book and she talks a lot about who she was before. And you can just look at pictures of who she was before and then who she had to kind of create herself into becoming. So, and that's the name of her book, right. Becoming, um, because you, it, to be a woman in the public eye, you have to fit a certain narrative. And so uh, she really was trying her best to fit that narrative right down to Ashley and doing Ashley's hair. Like there's a certain image people have in their mind. You know, we can't just be an all American family. We have to be a, a black family and then hopefully take away any narrative that people have about us that is negative. And there's so much negative context to being a black person in this country. And if you're running for office, even more so. So she's constantly just trying to smooth out the edges. But I think that's why she gave birth to a Coco or a birth to Hillary, <laughs> because Hillary is so not interested in smoothing out the sharp edges. She's like, no, the sharp edge and the spiciness was meant to be there. And my entire life has been about assimilating and trying to fit in. And so I think that's why the show is so beautiful, because that's happening in real life between gen different generations within families. Yeah. I also wanted to ask you about the relationship between Vivian and Vi, her sister, because so far we've only gotten to see the two of you playing this without being in the same room as one another. You know, you're not kind of like feeding off of each other in the moment as scene partners. And yet you're already giving us some of the complexities that are within their relationship. We're getting little hints of, you know, there's some friction in their past and we're not sure what yet, but we, you know, we get the idea of kind of like the emotional connect between the two of them, as well as the history that exists with them. And so what's that been like for you to try and develop that relationship? relationship and have it feel fully enriched on screen, but without having, you know, your scene partner in the room to be able to do it. I mean, sometimes I, I've been able to actually speak to April. April's an amazing actress, first of all. Okay. And uh, when possible, we actually try to have the other person on set so we can actually feed off of the other person. But it's a very common story of uh, survivor's remorse. What happens when one person gets to leave a place that's less than. I mean, they both are from West Philadelphia, but her sister's taken many steps uh, financially and aesthetically above her sister. So there's friction there. So that's really a class issue as well. It's also a huge, a huge storyline there about communication and it'll reveal itself later about these stories that we tell ourselves who people are in our lives. So she has a very specific story about who I am. I mean, in her mind, she thinks she made me into an artist. And in my mind, I erected myself into this artist. Uh, and then what does it mean to leave people behind who feel like they should have been brought up with you? So you'll see so much of that, but it's been wonderful to work with April and people will see more of her throughout the season. Yeah. And for both of you in working on the season and, and playing these really rich characters, what do you feel like you've learned from the experience or learned from your characters? I think I've learned, well, one from the experience, how powerful believing in yourself is. Mm -hmm. Morgan Cooper created this whole moment for us just based off him believing in himself, creating a trailer that he funded himself and knowing that it was good enough to create waves. And that is literally what he has done. 
So it's so inspiring to see that. I mean, even everything that happens now, he's not surprised. He believed in himself and his vision enough to see it come into fruition and not have a moment of shock. He's like prepared. But he's so grateful. He is, of course. He's like so beyond the most humble, gracious person, like a monk almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love that. I think the biggest thing I've learned in all of this is, you know, that dream that you have inside, it's calling you as much as you want it. And I think sometimes in life we get it backwards. We're like, oh, I want this thing, but it's too far away. It's like, no, you want that thing because it's calling you. And, you know, before I got this role, I I kept telling my manager, I was like, I'm done auditioning for any more tragic black women crying over their dead sons in the street or or being the lawyer against the bad cops. I'm like, I can't do any more of these storylines. I said, can I play someone who's closer to me, who's beautiful, who has love, who has success, ambition. And instead it's like more of an internal drama. I think like, can we just normalize black love, black excellence? Like it's normal in my life. When I talk to my friends, this is normal. Mm-hmm. So I'd like that to be on the forefront. And uh, so that's the biggest thing I've learned. It's like, I'm so happy. I told my people no more of that. But at the same time, when this thing came along, I was like, this is not for me. But then my people were like, but this is exactly what you asked for. I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, so it's good to have people around you who remind you of yeah. who you are. And I must say this cast, we, I think, really do that for each other. We're all each other's biggest fans. We all want to see each other win and grow. I'm just so impressed with Coco and Jabari and Ali and Akira. I'm so impressed with their artistry. They just all have such an open soul. And I think that's what you want. That's always what I want as an actor is to work with someone whose soul is just wide open. You get to create things in there. Yeah. Well, it's a really, really phenomenal cast and the performances in the show are so great. And I really especially love watching the relationship between your two characters. So thank you so much for sharing all of this. Really appreciate it. Thank Thank you. Thank you.